This week on We Need to Talk, so many series finales. Maverick is in the theaters and everyone's loving it. And it's tag sale season, people. <laughs> tag sale season. <laughs> Good morning. We're back. We're back. I missed you so much. Ooh, what is that? Look at this. This is called A Day at the Beach, Compliments of Food and Wine. And Beautiful. it is gin, pineapple juice, St. Germain, muddled strawberries, and sparkling rosé. Wow. The muddling situation is very good. I can see it. It's been a morning already with the muddling. Apparently, I don't muddle as good as producer Ed muddles. But cheers. Happy summer, everyone. <laughs> Happy summer. Today is the official start of the barbecue, cookout, grill, whatever, whatever we're having. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for it. We end graduation season. We enter barbecue wedding season. Yes. I can't wait for all the wedding information oh, this month. It's going to be so much stuff. Did you hear Taylor Swift's? Uh, she's getting a lot of shit for her address. I liked her address, but I know she's getting a lot of shit. I liked it. I thought it was good. Well, she's not relatable. You know what? I love a good keynote address. I, I love them. I love them. Like Maria Shrivers was amazing. Oh, thank you for sending that to me. Wasn't I was driving so to good. Pennsylvania bawling. Yeah. Everybody has to remember. Taylor Swift lives in a bubble. She's like the Kardashian. She hasn't had a normal life. She hasn't been surrounded by normal people. So you got to remember who the speaker is. But net net, I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I think she's getting more shit than she deserves. Yeah, Everyone's a hater. Shut <laughs> up, haters. <laughs> Everyone's filled a hater. with love on this podcast. It's we all are about love. filled with love. And let me just raise my day on the beach again. I'm so sad about Ray Liotta. Yeah. Bummer. I am so sad. 67 years old. I couldn't believe it when that came across my newsfeed. What they're saying, it just sounds like he just died in his sleep. I mean, we don't know anything. Do you know that I have a Ray Liotta story? Do you know my Ray Liotta story? No, but is it a good one? Yeah, it is actually. Because I don't want to hear you're like anything negative. No, like no, no, like no, a no, Stanley no, Tucci no, has no. scarred you for life. <laughs> bullshit. No. no. So many years ago when I worked at Verizon, I did my mom's luncheon. Yeah. And one year I had it at this restaurant in the city. Gosh, I can't remember the name. It was this gorgeous Italian restaurant that had a guest house in the back. And I rented out the room and I invited, you know, all my close friends. But I was kind of like friendly with this woman named Wendy. And I guess she didn't understand the rules of the mom's lunch. But she shows up and then she said, oh, I have a surprise for you. A guest is coming. And I'm like, there's no guests at my mom's thing. Anyway, her guest was Ray Liotta. And he showed up at my mom's luncheon, took a seat at the table and ate with us. And it was oh the my most God, bizarro, how come I don't know that story. It was the most bizarro situation because I wasn't really good friends with her. And he was very sweet and everybody was super shocked. But it was also super awkward that he stayed. I didn't pay for him. And it was all girls. It was all women who are moms. Like the whole thing was super weird. And he but was like friends with her. I think they were dating, to be honest. Oh, my God. I love this story. Yeah. That's and by the way, never spoke to her again. So Do you weird. have some good photos with Ray Liotta? I think my friend Amy had a picture from the luncheon and she sent it to me this week. I don't remember us taking photos because I had a no phone policy at the luncheon, not because we were. Doing All right. But you got to break the rules when Ray Liotta is sitting at your table. Well, but it was like a rule like we weren't doing selfies. We weren't taking pictures. It was supposed to be for everybody to chill. Meanwhile, Ray's kind of. 
crashed my luncheon. Great story. It's very sad. It's, we'll talk about happy things. So we have besides barbecue season and wedding season, we have concert season. We're still playing sports. Let's go Rangers. Fingers crossed. You know, this so- is like a weekend in some respects that I feel like we're normal. Like I went to a concert and sat outside on Friday. And then yesterday I went to see Top Gun in the movies with popcorn. Uh, yeah, it's called Maverick. It's called Top Gun Maverick. It's going to gross one hundred and fifty million dollars this weekend. I have so many things I want to say about the movie. And- I don't want to give anything away, though. No, don't give anything away because I do want to see it. But I will see this. So producer Ed went yesterday and when they came home, I've never seen happier people. I was so happy. And then they were giving all these scenarios about how it was could be better than the first one. I mean, listen, I didn't see it yet, but it is impossible for you to tell me that it is better than the first one. The first one is amazing. I don't know that I would say it was better than the first one because you needed the first one to have this one. This one can't stand up on its own without the first one, because there's a lot of references. There's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of things that are so iconic that they evolve them into this one. So if this one stood by itself, like if there are kids who are going to go see this, they're going to think it's good, but they're not going to think it's great. Well, the debate was how many times is the second one almost better than the first one. So we were talking about like Rocky too, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back Back, and Rocky and the Godfather. We were going through all the stuff, but they were putting it up there with like the Godfather. I was like, is everybody serious? Listen, the thing is, was I in any way critical? I have like a couple things, but I'm going to hold them till you. Yeah, hold them. I was watching the first one yesterday. Okay, I'm going to hold my little thingies until you see it. But I do have to say a couple things. Tom Cruise is badass. All the batshit nuttiness of Tom Cruise that we kind of remember. You, you have to win- forget it. You it's have out to the forget window. it. <laughs> There's no other true movie star left. You know, you could argue Julia Roberts and George Clooney, but here's the thing. I now have a rule. Has Tom Cruise ever done a TV show or a TV movie? No, he has not. He's only a movie star. He's only a movie star. And you know what makes him even more of a movie star? He's closing in on 60, right? Yeah, we went over this last week, two weeks ago. He's, yeah, he looks great. And you have to remember, we're now at the movies with the giant screen. Like We forgot how big it is. And the entire screen is taken up with that smile, with those glasses, (laughs) with that look. And I'm like, that's a movie star. Like, I'm in. I, I haven't been to the movies in so long. I haven't been in three years. Yeah, my first either. movie back, I had the popcorn. I had the luxury seats. He's 59 the- years old. Okay, so my point on is- On July 3rd, he will be 60. Okay, he's closing in on 60. That's my point. He is Maverick. And I know, good. yes. I'm I just excited don't want to tell it. you so many things. Because don't, I don't tell me. It. Now, but let me ask you this. He is a movie star. I it- am back in love with him. I'm forgetting that he's Scientology. I'm forgetting him getting on the couch. He's just Tom Cruise. Now, it's going to stay in the movies, I assume, for a while. But do you think by July 4th, it's something you could buy at home? I hope so, because I will watch it four more times. Yeah, that's what they were saying yesterday. We're going to own it. We're going to watch it every night. I was like, oh, my God, everyone. Then they're playing the music outside. The music was good. The Lady Gaga song is good. Yes, I heard the Lady Gaga song. Yeah, there's another song that's better that I really want to change my ringtone to, but I can't figure out how to do it. But the one thing that 
Doesn't... By the way, this day at the beach is really scrumptious. Well, go ahead, continue. Oh, okay. Wait, we should I tell think... Dylan. Let me like this drink. I do want to say something because, and this doesn't ruin it for anybody, but. Don't ruin it for me, Chris. No, this doesn't ruin it. It doesn't ruin it. I just want to give it as a fact for people who are going to see the movie who may be people who like airplanes because my husband is a huge, huge airplane guy. He watches air disasters. He knows everything about planes. And the one thing that he said when we came out of the theaters was that they fly F-18s, which there are newer, more advanced planes. And he was like, I don't understand why they didn't fly. I'm going to call them F-35s. Okay. And I looked it up. And the reason is so for people who are going to nitpick at my friggin beautiful Maverick Top Gun, the reason is they needed a plane that has a cockpit that can seat two. And the F-35 does so, not see. So two did people. you put Rich in his place about I this sure girl. did. I'm yeah, like, don't good. criticize the yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. 150 million in the theaters. Let's go, everybody. Maverick, I'm so excited. Look, it got great reviews. And then, I mean, you and producer add justification that those reviews are well-deserved. I'm going to bring back an oldie but a goodie. Run, don't walk <laughs> to go see Maverick Top Gun. <laughs> you know what else it's the season of? So cookouts, concerts, baseball, you know, the whole thing. But it's also tag sale season. And I, <laughs> I live in an area where it's all about the tag sale. Matter of fact, we got a new outside table and our <laughs> other table I said to add, just put it outside because I'm telling you, it'll be gone in a minute. And it was heavy, like heavy table, gone. And guess what? I bet you the neighbors around the corner are selling that table this week. (laughs) I bet they are. Because they they take your shit and then they sell it. When I was a kid, my dad used to take us to tag sales all the time. And ever since then, I have tag sale phobia. I won't go to a garage sale. I won't go to a tag sale. I've never had one, but I have put stuff out and it's gone in two seconds. But that being said, Martha Stewart had the Great American Tag Sale. Did you watch it? Yes. That tag sale (laughs) is not (laughs) even a tag sale. First of all, why didn't we know about that? That would have been. That was exactly what I said. I think I I would have went to that. I think I would have went to that. Wait, fun fact. I've been to that house and had dinner in that house. Did you know that? I think I did know that. Yes. Yes. I had dinner with Martha in that house. Well, why didn't you know about the tag sale? They were selling tickets to the tag sale. Who do I have to follow to know (laughs) about it? I would have gone. That looks sick. I mean, do you see the amount of stuff that she has? Warehouses. Oh, my God. Warehouses of stuff. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. So Martha Stewart's tag sale was on Hulu. It was on ABC. I DVR'd it, but you can watch it on Hulu. I watched it on Hulu. And it's not a tag sale, people. This is full on. You had to buy the tickets to go to the tag sale. And it was amazing to see all of the stuff she's acquired over the years. And she remembers what everything is. And everybody should watch this because it really was hilarious. But I was laughing so hard when she was walking up and down the aisles. First of all, she's talking to people, commenting, oh, great. That's great. You'll love it. You'll love it. And then though, she's like, oh, this shouldn't be here. And she's purchasing it herself. <laughs> she takes it back. She's taking shit back. I was cracking up. She's- people were just buying stuff like, I didn't know I needed this moose. 
but I'm going home with this moose. My husband's going to just be so pissed off at me. And then there was this woman. I didn't know what she was carrying. And she's like, look at this incredible dog bed. And I'm like, that's a dog bed. Only Martha would have a dog. It bed was really like great desk. Or then she's got Chris Jenner on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> she's Chris all the Jenner <laughs> sends people to New York to go to the tag sale. So anyway, that's on Hulu, everyone. Tag sale season. If you love Martha Stewart, you'll love it. But speaking of Kris Jenner, so I did tune in, you know, I stopped kind of watching the Kardashians, but I tuned in to see Chloe's house. So you know that Chris and Chloe's house are on the same. Lot. I didn't know until I watched the Kardashians that okay. they're on next door. Right. So Chloe finally moves into her house. Oh, my Lord. It's gorgeous. I'm so jealous of that pantry. You have no. Oh, idea. my. It's worth watching the Kardashian episode just to see that house. Yeah, like, it's incredible. It, Chloe did all of it herself. Sure, she had help, but a lot of it came from her. So in addition to the incredible pantry that I'm going to be incredibly jealous for for the rest of my life, did you happen to notice in Chloe's bedroom, she had this beautiful bedroom, and then she has a mini version of her bed for Baby True? I don't think I noticed that. Like, that's awesome. It looked like a chaise lounge, but if you notice, it's a version of her bed for True to be in her room but not be in her bed. Oh, my God. So cute. It was so good. The I was ideas like ideas are just unbelievable that she's come up with. You know, we we missed one week of this podcast and we missed like 700 Kardashian weddings. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I had to fast forward them. They are fucking nuts. I had to fast forward to the house scenes because what is she talking about? They're cleansing. She's drinking his semen. I, I can't take it. They're the weirdest couple. They're the Earth. weirdest things I've ever seen. I hope it all works out. And they've had seven weddings in two weeks but i don't get it and why wasn't caitlin jenner at the wedding well, i did there were not... a few people missing from the wedding rob didn't go Corey wasn't there caitlin wasn't there but from what i understand caitlin wasn't even invited i heard that there's a total falling out with caitlin and that caitlin continues to speak i guess to kendall well um, kylie dad. yeah but not the others which i find sad I had a feeling that this was going to happen. I just know that they're trying really hard because it is Kendall and Kylie's dad. I don't know. It was all crazy. But now what you're seeing, which I thought was interesting. And again, I watched like the first episode when the Kardashians went on Hulu. And then I didn't watch it again. But what I saw on this one is that you're starting to see Kanye's crazy come out and playing <laughs> out on the show, which is oh, interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Pete's leaving SNL. That also happened while we were on like a little break. That's sad. But you knew it was going to happen now. Well, I'm sure Chris Jenner says, Pete, what are you doing on SNL making no money? I can get you some jobs. I'll take 10 percent. Don't worry. I'll but he's been up. saying it, though, for a while, even before he started dating Kim. Well, he's been on eight seasons, which is a, yeah, long, it's a time. long time. Right. And they've been saying that COVID was one of the reasons why they didn't have a staff turnover in a while. Because normally the staff does turn over. So we saw Kate McKinnon's leaving, A.D. Bryant's leaving, supposedly Michael Che is leaving, but now he's not leaving, Pete's leaving. So there was a lot of people who it was time to go, but they held off because of COVID. So yeah. there was that. You know, the thing about Pete, I think only until he started dating Kim did he get a lot of skits. Prior to that, sometimes you were like, why is he even on the show? They gave him bit parts. He didn't really do much. And I kind of felt like Lauren kept him on just to be nice. But I'm telling you, I really believe that Kim and Chris are the ones that got him to leave. I do know, though, that ferry that they bought, they're doing glam shootings <laughs> on the ferry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm loving every minute of the ferry. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. When you watched the Kardashian episode, 
Did you see Kim's warehouse of all of her clothes? So Kim is a warehouse just full of clothes, also knows every single thing that she every wore and went. And Martha Stewart as a warehouse of goods. Right. But Kim has every single one of those items. I think she said there's over 30,000 yeah, pieces, pieces of clothing. And not only does she know what hair she wore and everything else, every single piece is photographed. Every single piece is put in specific wrapping so that nothing happens to it. It's but, unbelievable. But similar to what Erica said in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they're going to start wearing things twice. <laughs> Kim doesn't yeah. wear things twice. Although I she mean, did pull some stuff out of the archives listen, to wear to the wedding. Did you hear listen, that? Yes. I have now started. I think I I think I was doing this in the past, but I'm very conscious of it now in my old age. I have now started getting rid of some items in my closet, like a beautiful dress that you could still wear. But if I was photographed in 2017 in this dress, I started recycling. I started donating. I started giving to a friend of mine because you could be photographed in it. It's still a great dress. You've never worn it. You should be photographed in it, but I can no longer be photographed in it. That's how my mindset is. But when I listen to these people say that they could wear things twice, I crack up. <laughs> Especially somebody like me who wears the same thing every day. <laughs> oh my God. I cracked up. All right. Going back to Martha for a minute. Do you see Blake Lively was there? Yeah, well, she what? lives nearby. You know, she lives in Bedford. She lives. Chris Jenner sent somebody to go buy the jadeite, but Blake wanted the jadeite also. So apparently they split the jadeite and Chris didn't get all of it and Blake <laughs> didn't get all of it. They split it. It's <laughs> so crazy. I just watched the Ryan Reynolds, David Letterman episode. Now their house is that oh, not a stunning beautiful. house. Stunning house. I loved it. I love him. I like them as a couple. Love. That was a really good episode. I'm very behind. I know there's a bunch of David Letterman's, right? I can't stand these David Letterman interviews because that beard just distracts me so much. And sometimes I feel like Dave has no idea who he's talking to. But all of these episodes I felt were really good. I watched them all. He goes with Cardi B to the Bronx. Just like when he was with Lizzo, I was thinking to myself, does Dave know who Cardi B even is? Yeah. But they had a really good interview. He did Will Smith and that was before the slap. But even right. that was a very interesting interview. I thought Ryan Reynolds was a great interview. So great. You know what was nice? Ryan was not trying to be this funny. Yeah, no, guy. not at all. He was really just very forthcoming. I like that he cooks his pepperoni first before he puts it on the pizza. I'm sure that Blake explained to him that that's, that's a nice touch. Do. It's a nice yes. touch. OK, so he also did Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which I found that one very, very interesting. One. Cardi B, which was really funny. Kevin Durant. I don't know if I'm a fan of his or not, but I thought it was interesting. I am Will Smith and then Billie Eilish. I'm going to watch them all. I thought that the Billie Eilish one would be a train wreck, but it was actually very good. I'm so behind. I know we said this two weeks ago, but I didn't watch any Stanley Tucci yet. Nah, don't rush. I mean, you're a hater, so forget it. But I got to watch that. I have to watch some of the Dave Letterman's. You know, we need to talk. We had a week off, but we need to talk about a lot of series finales. So they're not just finales. They are series ending finales. Correct. Yes. So where do we start? Because I obviously have to talk about This Is Us, but I also finished Ozark and I also finished Grace and Frankie. So where should we begin? Why don't we start with Grace and Frankie since that's pretty much an easy slam dunky kind of one. Okay. So I loved it. Yeah. 
I loved Grace and Frankie. I think that sometimes Jane Fonda's a little much for me, but in this show, in this series, I really loved it. And I recommend that people, if you have not watched Grace and Frankie, such an easy binge, yeah. there are half hour episodes on Netflix. It is really great. And I think they did a great job wrapping it up. I was excited to see Dolly Parton. I had read that she was in it. I think we spoke about that. Yeah. And I haven't seen anything since, but they did set it up so that there can be a spinoff with the daughter. Yeah, I kind of right? like the way they did it. Yeah. My personal opinion is even though I like the daughter, I don't know that I would run to watch a spinoff. Well, I think that these are the type of shows that Netflix wants to put on. I get it. You know, these it. are the type of things that that are easy. They make money. They so, want bingeable. And Grace and Frankie well, is a very bingeable yeah. show. I was very happy that they kept it light. To be honest, I thought maybe they would do something heavier once I heard about the Dolly component. But I am very glad at the way it ended for anybody that has not watched Grace and Frankie. It's the story of two women who really didn't like each other, who become best friends and live together in their lives with their ex-husbands and their children. They're older. It's a late in life. Well, their ex-husbands get together. That's the, right. That's I didn't want to give story. that away. But that's fine. That's okay. fine. We won't give away how the series ends, but okay. I highly recommend it. It's about friendship. I thought a great way to go out. So Grace and Frankie, if you have not watched, I say stream it always. Yeah, definitely and a that, good binge. That is on Netflix. All right, let's talk Ozark. And listen, <laughs> I am going to have a spoiler. But we have to talk about it. So if you have not finished, then you yep, could fast forward and then come back to all the funny things I'm going to say at the end. But I was hearing a lot of things. I was hearing that people didn't like the ending, not as good season as the other seasons. When it ended, I just sat there for a while. Was it the ending you expected? And then B, is it the ending you wanted? I don't think it's the ending I expected or wanted, but I don't actually know what I would want. Like, it's not that kind of a show that's going to wrap everything up. You know what I mean? It's it was never that kind of a show. I thought it could have been wrapped up. I thought it could have been better. I was satisfied. I'm not angry about it like The Sopranos. It was definitely not what I expected and definitely not what I wanted. So it goes black like The Sopranos. Right. right. We know what happened. Right. There's no guessing. There's no anything. We know what happened. I find a couple of things to be unnecessary. And again, I know these are all spoilers, but I don't care. So, you know, if you've already tuned me out. I'm going to put the spoiler alert in. So don't but worry about it. that loud, annoying thing. But yes. <laughs> yeah, the car crash that it opens with was for no reason whatsoever. Is it for no reason? And the only thing that I could say about the car crash is that maybe it's like a message of like everything's going to be fine. I think she even says that at one point. She makes a comment like, oh, we're all going to come out okay. I didn't get it at first. And then when I thought about it a little bit more, I thought the car crash maybe symbolized that this family can get through anything. But at the end of the day, I wanted something bad to happen to them. But then because as much as I like the family, they're not a good family. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so in the karmic way, that didn't pay out for them. I was getting a little annoyed, to be honest, at the like all of a sudden they love each other again. Yeah. It yeah, didn't like, make any sense. That part was a little annoying. And I guess the fact that that the kids came back and they're back in the fold and which also twisted and very sad about Ruth. But I felt like what else could there be really when you think about it? See, I just kind of felt like Ruth came from nothing 
but she was super smart. And I felt she was doing what she needed to do to sort of break the pattern of her whole life. And the fact that it ended up the way that it did piss me off. And she inherited the money and she was right. Like it was all going to be good. It was all going to work. But it was never going to be good because they were going to find out. I get it. I wanted Ruth to take out (laughs) Marty and and Laura Linney and have her take on the kids. And then they are the new people in charge of the Ozarks. Listen, the <laughs> That's fact what that I we're wanted. even talking about it makes the whole series worth it, right? You know, like we're all debating it, talking about it, ending. I do not feel the way I felt with The Sopranos. No. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I refuse to rewatch The Sopranos. I know everybody else says, oh, rewatch, rewatch. I, I, I can't because I hated the ending. I don't feel that way about this. And I don't know what else I would have wanted because it wasn't going to end where they tie everything up and they kill the cartel guy. I think guy it would a- be that. I just wanted it the other way around. I wanted Ruth to prevail. I didn't want Laura Linney to prevail. And I honestly didn't want Jason Bateman to end up with Laura Linney. I thought he would leave. Why did that pharmaceutical woman only give up Ruth? It it made no sense. So she gives up Ruth to save herself. I understand she got nervous. She didn't throw the other two under the bus. I guess maybe she needed them or whatever, but they're all standing there. Right. Laura Linney is so good. First of all, Ruth is definitely, what's her name? She's definitely winning an Emmy. Oh, that's uh, what you call it, Julia. Oh my God, she's incredible. She's going to win an Emmy. Julia Gardner. But Laura Linney also amazing because you hate her. You know, you hate her so much. I despise. I despise her. And you saw in her face that Ruth being killed is like a casualty to her. Like it's like all right, it's casualty of war. We got to move forward. You know what I mean? He was more distraught. I don't understand how he stays with her. I assumed once they were in the clear that he would leave her. Well, they're in love. I love you. I love you. That car there's crash. No, the I kids mean, are embracing. I don't Please. think they had sex the entire show. <laughs> Did they even kiss goodnight? No, never. I mean, it's come on. It's not that kind of show. If they are supposed to prove their love to each other somewhere along the line, if it's, what is it, death and destruction? I really did not think that they would end up together. But I'm extremely satisfied with I the series. I was satisfied, but I have With the issues. series, with the yes. series. Overall, it is a great series. Yes. It is something everybody should watch. I don't know if I put it up there. It's not Breaking Bad. It's not Sons of Anarchy, but it is very, very enjoyable. I think in the history of our list of shows, I would say if I had a list, the top 10 binge worthy shows, well, I have to think about it, but Ozark is up there. I definitely think Yeah, it, it may make a top 10. Yeah. Right. It may it's make not a top, a top It's not a top three. Please watch it while it's still on Netflix and it, we say goodbye to Jason Bateman for now. But we can listen to him on his podcast. I wonder if he talked about, but he did he talk about the finale? No. He doesn't really talk about his show at all. Other people come on and talk to him yeah. about it, but yeah, he doesn't yeah. reveal anything. Yeah, He talks true. about his experience in directing it and writing yeah. it and all that, but yeah. he has not discussed the premise at all. Okay, and last, but of course not least, we need to talk about This Is Us. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. We already talked about the third to last episode with Miguel, right? Mm -hmm. And how that took us by surprise. And we really loved that episode and thought it was one of the best episodes they've ever done. Ever. Then, which we did not get to talk about, the second to last episode. The train episode. Right. I believe that's called the penultimate episode. And I loved that train episode so much. For so many reasons, I am not a believer in much and death makes me very nervous and I'm I'm really not good at any of that. What do you mean you're not a believer, like afterlife and stuff like that? I don't really believe in much. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in anything. 
I believe in nothing. I don't even know if I'm an atheist. I believe in nothing. So (laughs) I now believe my new religion is I believe in the train theory. I'm going to go with it because I love it. I love what it meant. Yeah, me too. How it made me so powerful. So powerful. Yeah, I want that to be the way my end goes. I love it so much. So basically, of course, I had this hope that Jack and Rebecca would be reunited. And I don't know if I read it or if I knew it. So I'm not trusting my memory. But when when Rebecca first gets diagnosed with her illness, she can't remember the word caboose. Her story ends in the caboose with Jack. We kept saying, how are they going to wrap it up? How are they going to wrap it up? Well, he did an amazing job of wrapping it up for us. We should have had faith in him all along. But this going through your life as cars of a train and, you know, there's all these Easter eggs. Why was Miguel given pretty much no time on the train versus everybody else? And what I read, I believe I didn't come up with myself, is that she was going through the train as the Rebecca she was. Yes, correct. Rebecca she is as yes, a which is why the kids were little. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And most of those, you know, she was going through the cars of the train, those cars of the train, those kids were little. They were the memories that were coming to her as she was going through this disease. I also loved how as everybody was going into her bedroom, to say their goodbyes, that that was coming through in the train speakers. So she was hearing it all. It gave me this whole idea of you hear it all and it sort of gives you comfort. I, I loved, I, loved, loved that component. I was reading the same, probably read the same article, but there was like, you know, that people want to hate about everything. So they were hating the fact that Miguel didn't have enough time and someone like the doctor had so much time. Right. But again, that's where her mind was. What a great job they did with this disease. That train episode. Brilliant. It's, it's just brilliant. It's going to be something I watch again also. I think we found this out in the last episode. I don't think we found it out in the train episode, but when she grabs Randall's yes, hand yes. and she squeezes his hand, then we find out the story behind that. And right. oh, that was amazing. How did you feel about the final episode? Well, you know, it's funny because after I watched the train episode, I said to myself, where are they going from here? Like really, that, I thought it could have ended. That could have been ended. just how it ended. Right. But I thought what they did and just keeping it a little bit lighter and making it about the big three and and a basically a way of saying we're always going to be together and we're always going to be in each other's lives. And I loved when they said, when I think of my family or whatever that line was, like the first thing that pops up are you guys. Right. And I thought that was so powerful too. So was the train episode better than the last episode? Yes. A thousand percent. I kind of liked that it ended like that. Like I wasn't yeah. bawling crying at the last episode. I didn't I didn't cry at all during the last episode. And of course, I cried my eyes out during the train. However, the one thing that I really wanted, and I'm not sure I read why they decided not to do it, but we didn't get to hear anybody's eulogy. I thought about this. We've heard this all before. But I kind of feel like if anything... I would have liked something, something. I feel I like they know were what. saying their goodbyes like throughout two episodes. I kind of like that we didn't hear the eulogy. They made such a big deal about Randall not being able to write his eulogy. And then we don't know what he actually said. And of course, we know it was perfect. We know. And they did wrap up everything with we know all about the kids. We know where everybody netted out. So we got our answers that we wanted. So everything was tied up beautifully. I thought it was really, really good. I sort of think that if it ended with the train episode, 
it would have been well better. i like that you know what i like the uh, the toby and kate closure yeah that was great you no know, i mean you could still be my person even though the marriage didn't work like that's right. amazing yeah and um, what you said a couple weeks ago i kept thinking about throughout these episodes where you said you're not going to miss them like you miss the Bravermans or Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Yeah, Taylor's. And I agree with that statement, but that is such a good way to go out. And there's so many things I'm going to rewatch. Like I kept thinking about, what am I going to rewatch? I'm going, oh, I'm going to rewatch this episode and that episode. Although I'm not going to miss them. I'm going to raise my glass. (laughs) Great job. Great, great, great job. I don't think I'd ever go back and watch it again. Like I would go back if I had nothing better to do. No, but you'll watch watch certain episodes again. Like we we both said that we were going to watch. You're not going to watch the episode where he gets together with the girl. I mean, in theory, when I say I'd go back and watch, yeah, I'd go back and watch is my statement of I liked it so much I would go back and watch. But I don't even know the last time I went back and watched another episode or something. Oh, I do all the time. You know how many times to make myself happy? I've watched the wedding of 90210. Oh, that's a good one. Or or the other <laughs> one, the OC. You know how many times I've done that? A million times. You have no idea what goes on in my brain. All right. So, okay. Off of that. So Ellen ended also. I did not see any of it. How did she go out? Okay. So she had obviously like a month of people coming on to say how amazing she is. And she did a lot of great follow-ups with all the kids throughout the years. Yeah. You mentioned that last time. She did a lot of that, you know, and yes, I got a little emotional throughout all of it, but I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the situation because you and I were huge, huge Rosie O'Donnell show fans. Huge, huge. And Ellen kept saying before the show, nobody wanted a gay person to be on daytime TV. And, you know, the fact that she's gay and she could have this job and she could do all the things that she did. Well, guess what? Rosie O'Donnell was gay and she was on daytime TV and she helped out the universe. She had Oprah on and she thanked Oprah for everything she did for. Oh, you wanted her to thank Rosie, you mean? I just felt like it's a little bit of a disrespectful scenario for Rosie O'Donnell. But Ellen doesn't credit Rosie. She credits herself like she was in that sitcom. Right. And she was gay in the sitcom. And that's like one of the first times a gay role was in the sitcom. So she credits herself. So I get it. She doesn't credit Rosie O'Donnell. You credit Rosie O'Donnell, but she doesn't. Rosie O'Donnell's show was. No, I understand. But she doesn't think that. Well, she's an idiot. I'm going to watch some of the end, though. Did I mean, Justin come on? Did Justin come on? Yes. Not oh. Bieber. Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I mean, I, he, she had a lot of like Pink came on. Yeah. Yeah. All her people. All on, her people. Yeah. Mars came on. Like everybody came on. I liked all the staffers. I liked learning all the behind the scenes. Oprah They're, did that. Yeah. Oprah did yeah. that. And it was yeah. great. And I loved that component of yeah. it. Even just the producer's stories of how yeah, things came great. out. I love that. I mean, all she that. had a good run. It's all good. 19 years is yeah. a long time. Like Rosie O'Donnell was only on for six years. Yeah. And that was also, remember, she went off like 9-11 just really freaked her out. Yeah. And then she had issues with um, Tom Selleck and all those other things. So it got just too controversial for her. She cashed out in 2002. And guess when Ellen started in 2003? No, I know. To me, it was just a little bit like, hey, you're not the first show that you did nice things for people. But I will say this. There's nobody like them now. Everybody else sucks. Kelly, Drew, there's America's sweetheart is awful. Drew's awful. It's awful. All right. So how's hacks been? I have not tuned into any of hacks. I'm 
up to date. So I've watched six of the eight and it's so good. And okay. I so love it. And I'm on it this week. I'm on it this week. It's top priority it's for me. So good. I know. No sophomore slump. We no said sophomore it. slump. So I am so loving it. And Jean Smart, man, I got to say, she's just she's so good in this. Now, role. so the Lincoln lawyer. Oh, I think it's in the top 10 since you started watching it. This is what I was about to say to you. So is it enjoyable? Yes. Do I love to see Nev Campbell? I do. Am I having a good time watching it? Sure. But first of all, David E. Kelly. And based on books, I get it. So, you know, I'm sure there's going to be another one. Okay. But I don't know if I think it's amazing. Like, it's fun. I'm I didn't enjoying watch it. it because you told me it's, I don't need to watch it. Well, I mean, it's I'm enjoying it. It's I've got great. other things to watch. That's my but, point. I don't know if I think it's amazing. Now now people are making me second guess myself. They're like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. I'm like, amazing? But I don't hear anybody going, Christy, why are you not watching? The I'm on episode like six or seven. I don't even know how many there are, maybe nine. But I mean, I'm enjoying it. So I don't know. But it is in the top 10. It's on Netflix. I'm not saying anything stream. It's given. I'm saying nothing. But people are loving it. And I am enjoying it. But I don't know. That's that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm, I'm going watching because someone told me to watch it. Abbott Elementary, which is sort of like The Office, but it takes place in a school in Philly. And it's that docu-series kind of thing, you know, where yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah. to the camera. Yeah. And the characters are cute. And I like it. I'm not going to say it's the best thing ever. I like it. I will finish season one. I'll probably stick with it. It's an easy binge. I'm enjoying it. I watch it while I have a cup of tea. All right. All right. Good. We got a lot. We got a lot going on. We're busy. I mean, here's the thing. Survivor. We're headed into wedding season. Oh, Survivor. Always. I'm sorry. How can I end without asking you about Survivor? Please tell us. One of the best seasons ever. Great. Who won? The girl, Marianne, who at the very beginning. Get out of here, Marianne. All right. (laughs) The very beginning. Remember I said she was getting a little annoyed. First of all, we love the name Marianne. Yes, love it. Love it. Love it. She won. She Marianne. She deserved to win. But this was one of the best seasons ever. And... I just think that people who are fans of Survivor and then go to play who understand the game really know what they're doing because these people appreciated getting blindsided. They appreciated great gameplay. And I loved that. So happy with how it ended. It was great. great when season. is the next season? Like next week? No, no. They do a uh, fall season uh, and a spring uh, season. We have not watched the challenge. That's the other thing. Brother Paul keeps sending me these things. I haven't watched right, any this of it. Week, this week, I'm about the challenge and hacks. Okay, great. All right, so Survivor ended. You're happy. Congrats, Mary Also, Ann. the flight attendant. Oh, I God. I stopped. Let me tell you something. Terrible. Terrible, I, people. Okay. Do not it, watch season two of The Flight Attendant. It's horrible. Well, I have to say two things. One is that I am going to go back and finish it just because I need to know. Ugh. So I have not done that. Terrible. But I also tuned into The Time Traveler's Wife on HBO. Oh, horrible. And you know what I got to say? There are certain things that should stay books. The movie got terrible reviews. I like, I like this. This is creepy. I'm not watching it terrible. anymore. I hate so, it. I will go back to the flight attendant because I enjoyed season one. So I'm going to see that. But that's it. No, my travel's wife over flight attendant over. So happy that I'm done with that. Horrible. All right. Let me have a sip of my day at the beach before we do my game. And my game. Mm, so delicious. My game is dedicated to Ray Liotta. Oh, OK. So we know that Ray Liotta is famous for obviously Goodfellas, Goodfellas. and the Rat Pack and the Field of Dreams and 
Shades of Blue with J-Lo. And I'm going to tell you four roles and four roles that were turned down by Ray Liotta. So, oh, really? Okay. So three of these roles are true, meaning Ray Liotta turned them down, and one is a lie. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Still stressed out about it already. <laughs> so the 1989 Batman that Michael Keaton was in. Okay. The 1989 Joker Jack Nicholson was in. Okay. The Bonfire of the Vanities, Melanie Griffith, Tom Hanks. Okay. And Ralphie from The Sopranos, played okay. by Joey Pantaleona. So one of these roles, he was not even offered. He was offered Correct. some of these. He was offered three out of the four. Okay. I definitely think he was offered. Was he offered Batman? I don't think he was offered the Joker, but he did have that laugh. That could be a good Joker's laugh. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, okay, he, he was offered the Joker, turned it down. He was offered the, probably the. What was the last choice? Batman, Joker, Bonfire of the Vanities, and Ralphie from The Sopranos. Okay, I would think that maybe he turned down that one because it was too much Goodfellas-ish, you know? So I'm going to say he was turned down. He turned down that. I'm going to say that he, the first one, he was not offered Batman. He was not offered the 1989 Batman by Michael Keaton. Correct. <laughs> you are incorrect. Oh! You were doing good with your logic because, because he was offered Ralphie from The Sopranos, but mm -hmm. he didn't want to do another gangster. Right. And he was already casted in Saints of Newark. He was offered Batman and Warner Brothers was begging him because they saw him as a rising star, but he already committed to Goodfellas. Okay. So he couldn't be in Batman. He the was not offered Bonfire of the Valley. Oh, that was what I was thinking. With but I, Tom oh. Hanks. But an interesting fact, an interesting fact, this is why I didn't know if you knew this. Maybe it would throw you off. Him and Melanie are good friends. Well, not and, anymore. Well, not anymore. They were good friends. And they were in acting class together. Oh. And when she got casted in that Something Wild, which was her first big yep. break, he said to her, put in a good word. And she did. And they casted him. Oh, so I thought that was like interesting, but no, he was not offered bonfire advantage, okay. but the rest he was very good game. Thank you very much. Cheers to Ray Liotta. Cheers, Cheers to Memorial Day. Thank you for all of our veterans, those who have served. Yes. I want to say have a good cookout. Let's go Rangers. Enjoy everybody. Love you. Love you. If you need to talk to us, check us out on Gmail at we need to talk pod 2020 at gmail.com. Facebook. We need to talk the number two. Instagram, we need to talk podcast, and Twitter at need to talk pod. And of course, check us out on any of your podcast platforms, rank us, leave a review. Thanks.